An ox belonging to a regular normal person, which gourd an ox belonging to a chirish, who is a deaf and dumb person, shite, a fool who doesn't have sufficient understanding of what's going on, the cotton, or a young child. Chayev, the owner of the animal, is obligated to pay for the damages because he does have a sufficient level of understanding. He's a normal person, so he's obligated to look over and watch after his property, his possessions, so they don't do damage. And so he's obligated to pay for the damages which he caused. On the other hand, if the ox belonging to the if their animal gores the animal belonging to a normal person, potter, they'd be exempt because they're not able to look over their animals. It's not considered to be that they cause the damage, they're not responsible for the damage, and therefore they're not obligated to pay for it. Now this could lead to quite a serious situation where the child's animal is a wild animal doing damage left, right and centre, and there's nobody watching over it. There's nobody protecting it and making sure that it doesn't do damage. So the Mishra says, Shoshul to the cotton an ox belonging to a deaf and dumb person, a fool or a child, which goes a number of times, and we can see that this is its nature, based in Mamidun and Apotropos, the basin would set up an Apotropos for them. They would appoint a particular person to look after those animals and to make sure that they are watched over and guarded. And now we look at the Apotropos as sort of the owner of the animal. He's not the owner, but he's the one who's responsible to guard those animals. And therefore, if the animal does gore, then they would go through the regular process of making them into a moord. They would take the apotropus to court, and the basin would warn the apotropus to guard the animal properly. And if that happens three times, then the animal would become a moord. And the next time it gores, the apotropus would be obligated to pay full compensation for the damage which was done. There's a discussion whether he pays from the possessions and the money of the cherishet or cotton, or perhaps he pays from his own money, and once the cotton grows up, then he can demand that the cotton will pay him in return. But the point is that he becomes a moord via the apotropus. And apotropus is the one who's taken to court, and he is the one who's now responsible for guarding that animal. Now what happens if indeed nispakach the deaf and dumb person becomes normal, he now has the ability to hear and speak, if the fool becomes normal, if the child becomes older, he reaches the age of bar mitzvah and maturity, the animal goes back to being a tam. Even if it was a moord, as soon as the apotropos is no longer needed, and the person who is responsible for guarding over the animal changes to being the owner himself, the animal now becomes a tam, and if the animal is going to do damage, the owner would only be obligated to pay chetzinezek. Diver Meir, that is the opinion of a mayor, because he holds that the person can claim that had I been the one guarding over it all along, I would have guarded it really well, and I wouldn't have allowed it to do any damage. So the reason why it's a moord is not my fault. So only once it goes another three times and becomes a moord, only then would the owner be obligated to pay Nezik Sholem. Rabbi Yaisi Yaisi says, That is not the case, rather it remains with its status which it has now. So if it became a moord whilst under the responsibility of the Apotropos, it will remain a moord even now. At the end of the day, the animal is now considered to be prone to do damage. So if the owner will allow it to do damage, then he is fully responsible and he is obligated to pay full compensation. Now the last part of this Mishnah, as well as the coming through Mishnayis, discuss the obligation of killing an animal which killed a person. If an animal gores and kills a person, 
then that animal is stoned to death. And as well as that, there is a fine of kaifer. Kaifer is the value of the person who was killed that the owner of the ox would need to pay the children or those who inherit the person who died. He would have to pay this fine of kaifer to them. And that only applies in certain scenarios, as we will see in the next Mishnah. Now, this Mishnah tells us first when the death penalty of the ox does not apply, that is Shorhot Stodin, an ox of the stadium. If the ox was trained to gore and to try and kill people, like with the gladiators, if the ox was trained to gore, and especially to if it was trained to kill someone, in Chayv Misa, it is, the ox is not liable to be killed. We don't stone the ox if it does kill somebody. Shanem, as the Pasuk says, Ki when the animal will gore and ends up killing somebody, so we kill the animal. And that implies specifically if the animal does it by itself without outside influence. It would not apply if they caused him to gore. So that's when it doesn't apply. An ox which gored a person and the person died as a result of that. If the show is a muad, then the owner is obligated to pay the inheritors of that person the fine, which is the value of the person, which he has to pay, the tam. However, if the animal is a tam, the owner would be exempt from paying kaifer. That having been said, whether the show is a tam or a muad, whenever it kills somebody, it is always liable to be killed, and we would stone that animal. Now the Gemara asks the obvious question, how are you ever going to have an animal which is a muad for killing a person? We saw already that when we make some an animal into a muad, it can be a muad for specific things. Now if an animal has only ever injured people, but it hasn't killed anyone, then it's considered to be a muad for injuring people, but a tam for killing people. So if it ends up killing somebody, then the owner would not be obligated to pay kofar because it's still considered to be a tam in terms of killing people. So the question is, how would you ever have a situation where the animal is a muad for killing people? As soon as the animal, even a tam which kills someone, we kill the animal. So how is it that it would have been able to go another three times and kill someone three times and still be alive? The animal should have been killed the first time. So the Gemara asks that and the Gemara brings a few examples of cases where Technically, we would find such a case. These laws of killing the ox and the owner of the ox paying kaifer applies also when the ox kills a young boy or a young girl. The Torah explicitly says that the same applies in such a situation. Even though that child hasn't really begun its life of understanding anything yet and is exempt from mitzvahs, still the ox is still killed and if the ox is a muad, the owner would have to pay kaifer. What happens if the ox gored a non-Jewish male or female slave? A male or non-Jewish slave also needs to keep many of the mitzvahs. And the law is that an ox which gores and kills a slave is killed. But instead of the owner paying kaifer in a case where the show is a muad, the owner would pay nisin shleishim sloim. The owner would pay 30 sela as a fine to the master of the, to the owner of the slave. And this is being true Yofa Mone, whether the slave is worth a hundred zuz, or whether it's only worth one dinar, which is the same as one zuz. Even though in general, kaifer is the value of the person, if the person who was killed was a non-Jewish slave, then it's a fine, it's a, it's a fixed value, the Torah says, of 30 sela. And just like kaifer only applies to a shermuad, so too this fine of 30 sela would only apply to a muad. 
Mishnah the Torah says that when an ox kills somebody, then Hashari Sokel, the ox should be stoned to death, the Gamba Olav Yumas, and its owner should also die. Now, certainly the owner is not killed and he does not have a death penalty because his ox killed somebody. So what does the Torah mean when it says that the owner should die? It's coming to tell us when exactly the ox is killed. The ox only receives a death penalty if it killed in a similar manner that a person would get a death penalty if he killed. And to be more precise, just like if a person kills, then he receives a death penalty, but only if he killed intentionally, so too an ox is only killed if it intended to kill the person that it killed. Now because of that, an ox which was scratching its back, it was rubbing itself, its body on a wall, the and the wool fell onto a person and killed the person, but the ox didn't intend to do that. Or in a scavenging lagos of if the ox intended to kill an animal, but Vahoragas Adam it ended up killing a person. Or if it intended killing a Lanochri, a non-Jew, if an ox kills a non-Jew, then it is not killed. So it, it intended to kill a non-Jew when Israel, but it ended up killing a Jew. Lanafolim, if the ox was trying to kill a baby which had been born but wasn't it wasn't due to live beyond 30 days. So we don't actually, halakhically speaking, consider that person to be properly alive. So if an ox did gore such a person, it wouldn't be killed. But in this case, it intended to kill such a person, but Vahorag ben Kayama ended up killing somebody who was alive and due to live. So as mentioned, all of these cases, Potter, who would be exempt, because he didn't intend to kill somebody for which he would receive the death penalty. Mr. Zion, when the Torah talks about this obligation of stoning the ox, the animal which killed somebody, the Torah uses the word shur, ox, seven times. Now, of course, it has to use it once, but why did the Torah have to repeat it another six times? The answer is to include the following six cases, which I might have thought perhaps that the shur should not be stoned in this situation. So the Torah says the word shur another six times to include these six situations. Shur ha'isha, an ox or any animal belonging to a woman, even though the Torah says kigach shur ish, when a man's ox goes, that is not to exclude a woman, shur ha'isoimim, an ox belonging to orphan children who haven't got an apotropos, somebody who's responsible for guarding over their animals, and they're not able to take care and guard over their animals themselves, so they're not really considered to be responsible for the damage which is caused. Nevertheless, the ox is still going to be killed, shur ha'apotropos, an ox belonging to somebody who does have an apotropos, somebody who's responsible for guarding the animal. For example, it'll be the same as the previous case. Orphans, but the Basin in this case had appointed an apotropos to guard over their animals. Even though the person guarding over it is not the owner of the animal, the animal would still be killed if the animal kills someone. Shurha Midbar, which literally means an ox of the desert, meaning it's an ownerless ox. There's no one who is responsible for this. Even in that situation, because the ox killed, the ox is stoned. Shurha Hekdash, an ox belonging to the Beis HaMikdash, and by killing and stoning this ox, we're essentially causing a loss to the Beis HaMikdash. Even in that case, the ox would be killed. Shurha Gerash Yoshim, an ox belonging to a convert, who died and he has no inheritors. A regular Jew would always have someone to inherit him, the closest relative. However, a non-Jew who converts to become Jewish, when he converts, it's as if he is born again 
and he's not considered to be related to his non-Jewish relatives. So when he dies, there could be a situation where he has no inheritors at all, if he didn't have any children, so his property also becomes ownerless. In all of these cases, the ox would be liable to be stoned, and we can see, at least according to this opinion in the Mishnah, that the law which requires the ox to be stoned is not to do with the responsibility of the owner. It's not some sort of punishment to the owner. Rather, it's a law which refers specifically to the ox itself. That if the ox kills, then the ox needs to be stoned. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says it's not so simple, and according to Rabbi Yehuda, Shara Midbar, an ownerless ox, Shara Hekdash, an ox belonging to the Hamikdash, and Shara Gersha an ox belonging to a convert who died and has no inheritors, so it's also ownerless, Paturim and Amisa, that ox would be exempt, it would, it would not need to be stoned, it wouldn't be, need to be killed. The fish ain't him by limb because it has no owner. And only if it has an owner is there a law which requires the Beistin to stone that ox. So contribute Huda, the law which requires us to stone the ox is only if the ox has an owner and we are stoning his ox.